how good sis we are joined <laughs> in the how good's this podcast studio today by uh one of my oldest friends that i'm actually still like in contact with quite often mm-hmm. i have a lot of friends um oh, but uh, <laughs> i do i have quite a few friends but um but uh, jess is a friend that i see and hang with quite quite regularly uh, jess and i grew up in chihuahua together yes um and what's fun it's hilarious because i drive my sprinter van out here mm-hmm. to the lodge every it's like <laughs> absurd it's a it can fit 42 people no it. it's a huge one i s- just saw that it's like driving a, bu- a bus yeah, it is essentially mm-hmm. but up from my touring days thumbtacked to the wall the ceiling is a picture of you and i in high school oh, at good. some dress-up party oh, that's awesome you look amazing. I, I look mermaid. like I, I look fourteen. <laughs> you probably you were. I think I was my. That's a good age. <laughs> I should have said seven. That would have been a better joke. Um, uh, but I'm I'm pretty sure that I got the picture. I was trying to remember, like, how did this get thumbtacked up yeah. here? Because all the shit thumbtacked on the ceiling mm-hmm. got up there during tour. Yes. And it was, I think, right after your your husband mike passed yep. you came out on the road with us you yep. met us in portland maine yep i sure did and uh and i'm pretty sure you brought that picture and we sure. thumbtacked it to the ceiling <laughs> and it's still up there <laughs> which awesome. whichever brand of thumbtack that is <laughs> shout out shout out <laughs> test of time <laughs> because not everything we've we've i've got like a a hospital katie marler's hospital bracelet up there still <laughs> i've got a brand what was she Rus- there for what? What did she go for? I think she had like a. Was it worthy of putting the putting the band up, or was was it just like some? Yeah, no, she was. I think she had like a urinary tract infection. Shout out to Katie Marler. It was like a discharge hospital band. Oh my god. Yeah. That is awesome. And so we she gave it out. She gave it to me. We thumbtacked it up there. Brent Rosano's first driver's license still up there. So random. Um, but. There, we probably had a full wall of shit thumbtacked up there, and only a few things have stood the test of time. Awesome. And our high school picture together was thumbtacked. Yeah. That was such an interesting time because you and I, Jess, um, we have so many things to discuss and talk about. Yeah. But uh, you and I were you—you you were an upperclassman. Mm-hmm. You were a senior when I was a freshman, or you might have been into college by the time that I was in high school. But you yeah you were part of the cool crew man <laughs> and like i was this skinny weird uh <laughs> the hot senior come on you were a hot senior and i was a, a little <laughs> aloof freshman can't even imagine but uh you were always super sweet to me but we were never like super no tight. i was closer to your sister kaylee we were in the same class so <laughs> kaylee was kind of like my friend who was like are you saved <laughs> yeah yeah we were we were on the evangelical tip during high school but she was great i still love kaylee so much she's awesome so she is a legend of a human just is. recently moved to spokane i know i'm stoked about that i gotta joyful joyful yeah. um but it was after high school that you and mike uh started coming to these shows <laughs> that i was having at this place called sonic burrito yes gotta love sonic and I would have a three-hour show there, like every like Wednesday or mm-hmm, something. Something. I would play Billy Joe's Piano Man. That's my favorite. Eight times. <laughs> I would play it. There'd be like five people in the audience, and we'd all be like singing to it with you. Yeah, you brought four of them. <laughs> and uh, 
through that, man, you and Mike like kind of took me under your wing when I moved to Spokane. I remember Aww. like poker nights yeah, at your we house. Yeah, poker night, yep. And, uh, and Mike, um, unfortunately passed away from melanoma cancer yeah, correct 2011 yeah. in 2011 and um you called me and said hey like can i come just well, out first of i had you come play at his memorial remember? oh yes of right course. before conan yeah and i had no idea i hadn't kept up with anything about what you were really doing for the last couple of years probably and so i reached out and just was like would you be up for coming back to our high school gym to sing uh, let it be yeah. for Mike's memorial. And so you did that, which was super sweet. And I had no idea that you were like, kind of at the time, like you were getting your foot in the door. You were really starting to blow up. You're like on Conan like a week later. I was like, no freaking way. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like felt bad. Cause I was oh. like, can you go like to my high school gym and sing our high school gym? Whatever. Um, and you're like on Conan like a week later. So I would, uh, I would have done anything for Mike yeah. because Mike was same. He was a senior when I, mm -hmm. no, excuse me. Mike, he was my grade. Yeah. So Mike would have graduated by the time, but Mike and my brother were pretty yes, good buddies. Right. Right. And I remember Mike would always come over to my house when I was like in seventh or eighth grade. Aww. And he was one of the only like older guys mm -hmm. that would give me the time of day that Aww. would like actually talk to me. That's sweet. Like my bro was cool, but all his buddies were like this youngster, mm -hmm. like he's going to tattle on us for like, <laughs> you know, looking at Farrah Fawcett videos <laughs> on the internet or something. And Mike was always super kind and sweet to me. Yeah. And so, yeah, I would have, I would have flown sweet. back from Conan <laughs> to, uh, to play at that memorial. That was pretty special. Yeah. But you, you, you called me after mm -hmm. um, three, four or five months. I'm not sure the yeah. time frame after the memorial. You're like, Hey, I want to can I come out on the road with you? Yeah. I'd been traveling quite a bit. So I was kind of just like up for anything at that point. And let me tell you, you were up for anything because yeah. you opted mm -hmm. to jump inside a sprinter van <laughs> with like six gross, stinky <laughs> men and just travel all over the country. You were out with us for like two and a half, three weeks. It may have been close to two weeks definitely all over the east coast and then i literally had to like fly home and i had 24 hours before i had to leave for africa for a month so it was like this crazy turnaround i like took six months off after mike passed away and just traveled continuously mm. and so everything was just like come home leave again like plan another thing to do and then just leave it was just really busy and yeah so it was definitely a whirlwind was that uh was that busyness intentional totally. to try and keep your mind occupied? Sure. Yeah. It was yeah. like the best way to distract myself. I was just constantly planning trips to keep distracted. And yeah, I mean, I was by myself a lot of the time right. on those trips, but it was like, at least I was researching and seeing new places and having an adventure that made me feel distracted. So for sure I was like running away if that's what you want to call it. Mm. I was just trying to distract myself and that was kind of just my way of, Therapizing. <laughs> Thera what therapizing. was the word we, we, we used? We, we would <laughs> say, uh, Steve says, therapizing. Therapizing myself. Uh, Jess, how long how long were you together with Mike? And um, when did you guys meet? You yeah, we, high school, obviously. So, yeah, we went to high school together. We were just friends in high school. And then we got together like the summer after my our freshman years. And we're like, oh, this is just a summer fling. We'll go back to college at our separate colleges. And then it ended up being too like awesome to walk mm -hmm. away from. So it was like eight years um, married for six years, I think of that. 
um, before he passed away. So he'd had melanoma the first time a year after we got married in 2005, just a spot on his leg. And then they removed it and it was like this big surgery. And then we were almost to the five year mark, which is usually when it's like, you're unlikely to get it to come back. Mm. And then it came back like right before the five year mark, like everywhere, bones, you know, Uh. liver everywhere. And then we only had five months after that. Yeah, it happened fast. It I remember fast. hearing yeah. that he was sick again, and then yeah. it felt like, oh my God, that, I, what? Yeah, we felt like we were like racing against the clock the whole time to like try and find a treatment that would work, you know, like just anything we could do to try and slow time. Were there any treatments that, you know, my mom's currently going through mm-hmm. uh, chemotherapy, mm-hmm. and were, were, were there any specific treatments that really was, helped? Um, yeah, he did a clinical trial in Seattle first that in, it was oral chemotherapy. So he take, would take these big pills and it seemed to reverse it and kind of slow it down for like a month. Mm-hmm. But then you could tell when it stopped working because mm. he had to start increasing his pain medicines again. Mm. So he was on massive doses of Oxycontin and you could tell when it was getting worse because his dose would have to keep going up and up. And so, yeah, you could tell. And then we moved to LA for like two months for another clinical trial and that was not successful. So end up, yeah, actually ended up paralyzed because the cancer closed around his spine. Oh my God. So yeah, towards the end, it was like bed bound. We had to take like a medical flight to even get him home mm. in order to p- pass away at home mm. because Jeez. he couldn't get on a commercial flight. So we had to like fly in this ambulance plane to get home. It was crazy. So yeah. you, so a few months after mm-hmm. he had passed, um, you, you you were a jet setter. You just hopped on yeah. flights and you traveled and you... It was the one time I felt like I had been away from work long enough to... There was no reason for me to go back right then. I was like, there's no way I could. You couldn't function. I'm a pharmacist, so I can't like be distracted sure. and mentally like not there in order to safely do my job. So yeah. I was like, right now I'm off. I'm just going to keep traveling and doing some things for myself right now and just kind of figure out what I want to do with my life. And I knew I never wanted to go back like full time. Yeah. And that was always something I like promised myself. I'll never go back like working myself to death and being overly stressed, which I'm kind of creeping into that arena right now. So Mm. I'm having some life challenges (laughs) trying to figure out what I'm going to do from here on. But so I'm working towards reversing that. So I don't, you know, get into that realm of feeling like I'm not finding the balance anymore. So. Yeah. Well, you've done, you've, I mean, you're quite, uh, you're, you're, you're a quite incredible human being, Jess. I, Thank I, you. um, I think about everything you've experienced up to this point and how much fervor and desire for life and mm-hmm. experience that you have. I mean, you, uh, you and your partner Chris, you guys travel mm-hmm. every chance you get, and coming and from from somebody who travels for a living, I see your life, and I'm like, Aww. yikes! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
things. Yeah, but we're in Detroit, and she's in like Mayorka. That's a very good point, Steve. I'm <laughs> is glad he always this far away? He is, unfortunately. We're going to get a situation yeah. going where Steve can be in the same room as us, but unfortunately, the, the, the way the room is set up, the cockpit, you just hear this voice of God yeah. every so often. <laughs> they like keeping me in the pit in the Mr. dark. Steve. <laughs> it's actually best when you just hear him laugh. Yeah, exactly. When, you, when, laugh. We, when we get some chuckles out of old Stevie Baby, it, it's the best part of the pod, but... Last night, the winds were going 190 miles an hour, Crazy. and I think Stevie maybe didn't sleep as good as he. Aww. So I'm not sure how many laughs we'll get out of old Stevie, baby, because he's he, he had a pretty stressful night, we'll I think. Some. We'll get some. Has anybody told him that bears are an apex predator? And so, Steve, she, that was the first thing she came in and said. No. <laughs> Bro, she said no. she looked it up. No. She's um, fact-checking, man. So, so uh <sighs> This is a maybe a a difficult question to answer from your own perspective, but if you could um, define Jess Carpenter pre Mike's passing and Jess Carpenter post Mike's passing, mm-hmm. was there some like was yeah. there must have been a gigantic totally. shift? But can you like from your own perspective mm-hmm. see what that is? Yeah, that is an awesome question. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, pre Mike Carpenter death um, was, I was more, I guess, family oriented. Like I had goals of probably being a mother Mm -hmm. and I, some of my goals are the same. Some of what I want out of life is definitely the same, which is like simple life, Mm -hmm. having a rooted place here in, in Shuila area. Mm -hmm. Um, That I'll always probably want. Um, But yeah, I think I pictured my life being different than and more like probably mainly being a mom Mm. and probably I've always wanted to travel. I've always loved traveling. So that's always been a passion for me, but I definitely didn't think I would try to like turn it into a second career and make such a a life out of it. Um, Yeah. Post Mike's passing, I definitely am more trying to squeeze the juice out of life Mm. for two almost. Yeah, yeah, It's like, I almost feel like Mike's life got cut short and I'm trying to live for both of us in a way. Yeah. It's like he didn't get to like do all this cool shit. So I feel like I have to do it for him mm. and like double up on it, I of guess. Course. I don't know. So, I mean, I'm not the best at always following my own advice and, you know, making the most of my time. Cause I feel like sometimes I'm stuck in situations that I'm not necessarily totally content with, mm. with my job and stuff. But I do try to, squeeze the most out of everything as possible and i feel like i'm doing pretty well you're kicking ass but you're doing such a good job you're a you're a joy to be around you're uh, an incredibly kind and encouraging and supportive friend and human being um had you ever been that close to death before no definitely not so that that must have just been such a it's a wake-up call for sure wake-up call yeah it is it's yeah i mean mean, and even that the farther you get away from it you still take things for granted of course Mm. you still go Mm. back to like feeling like oh i've got lots of time Mm. no matter how much you remind try to remind yourself today could be my last day or whatever you know you still of course live like you're gonna live till you're 90 years old right yeah but yeah it's definitely was a wake-up call for sure and made me feel like you really can do whatever you want to do with your life Mm. and this might be our only one Mm. i don't you know propose to like know what's going to happen after this i used to think i knew but i definitely don't know Mm. so this might be our only shot (laughs) so 
there seems mm-hmm. like there's something that's even more heavy and effective from a, the death of of your significant other. Mm-hmm. That like I I still have both my parents. I still have my siblings. Mm-hmm. I've never lost a loved partner yeah. like that. You know, grandparents and cousins, other things like that, which hurts mm-hmm. in and of itself. You know, there. But thinking about losing your partner yeah. is, is, is because something Because that's like more what massive. part of your like it's identity your, hinges totally, on. Totally. Yeah. It's like half of myself was, I mean, we grew up together. We were together since we were like eight, 18 or 19. And so it was like, I kind of became an adult with right. this person. So it's like half of who I was, was because of him. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, I definitely have like lasting parts of myself that I got from him, which I'm really appreciative of. I mean, Mike was an awesome caring human being Legend. like i got a text message from or an email message the other day from um a kid who was in school with us that is quite a bit younger he's younger than you and he was all he said was basically like i just wanted to share a memory of mike mm. that when we were playing football some of the other kids were picking on me and Mike told them to knock it off and smiled at me. And I never forgot it. Mm. And it was like, like, oh, I just started like bawling my eyes out, man. Wow. I get things like that from people all the time. And I'm just like, God, he was so like good. Yeah. His parents are awesome. They just raised such good people. So yeah, for sure. But um, I don't even remember where we were at. But. Just the effectiveness of the, oh, of, yeah. of, a, of your romantic partner yeah. that you're married to. That yeah. You, especially a, when they're, exactly. uh, ama- I mean, I'm sure there's circumstances where some people are not as bummed to lose their (laughs) romantic partner, but you know, it sounds like this guy was, (laughs) I'm just just saying, man, I'm sure it exists. I'm not saying people are like stoked on it, but when you were really like truly, truly, you know, we were like truly best friends. Yeah. And and, and he seems to have been such a legend to so many people that I can't, I can't even bear to think about. Yeah. And you you hinge your whole, your whole future on like your plans together. So then you're kind of just like a blank slate and, have to like refigure out what your path is it's mm. crazy you, but you but you did and you yeah. have yeah and, and you continue to and, yeah. and i think that's why you're such an inspiring person Thanks. and that we like spending so much time with you <laughs> um and yeah the, the the way that you approached moving forward from that experience kind of where alan was touching on earlier mm-hmm. about being a jet setter and getting on the bus with him and yeah. going on <laughs> yes. the road and then coming to New York. You, that's when I met you. Yeah. And, you know, I you, met you on tour with Alan. Yeah. yeah it, and you were like, like, come back to New York. And so I did. Yeah. 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 I remember <laughs> kind of when I got that call from you. Yeah. And, um, uh, I told my band mm-hmm. that like my friend Jess was going to come out and travel with us. And, a good amount of the guys in the band were single. (laughs) And I was like, look guys, here's the scoop. (laughs) Also, like I didn't know how to toe that line. Yeah. Cause I was like, I don't want you hitting on her, Mm -hmm. but I don't want her to think that you wouldn't hit on. Like (laughs) I was trying to put myself in your place where you're like, I'm, I'm, I've just been (laughs) widowed. Yeah. And I, uh, I, I, it was so confusing to me to try and like think about the way you might have been feeling and attempt to be a good friend in that oh. moment. Cause that's thoughtful. I wouldn't have even <laughs> whatever. Well, it was just, you know, I was just there for a good time. You should have been there to tell me that. You yeah. you you were <laughs> yeah, right. you were amazing, but I you know <laughs> naturally is like somebody who I would consider myself a brother type yeah. to you. When I think about. You know, you called me. You're like, hey, I want to come out. I'm like, fuck, man. It's like, got, okay, but I got some dudes in the band, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like, 
I remember the first day you came on. You, we met you in Portland, and I had told everybody in the band, "I'm like, here's a scoop, okay?" So I awkward. gave them like the the checklist of like, "This is my friend. Like, she's my pretty much my sister." Mark Sampson, bless his yeah, heart. Mark. First thing he says, he goes, hey, like everybody's like, "Hey, man, I'm Jason. You know, I'm Jason. Yeah. I'm Trevor. I'm." Uh, Laura was there with us. I'm Laura. Mark Sampson goes, hey, I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Mark, you fucking idiot. But Mark was one of those guys, bless his heart, man. Mark passed uh, what would have been two years ago. Um, man, he was one of those guys you just couldn't be mad at. Yeah, you he, mentioned that. I didn't realize he'd passed away. That's so crazy. Yeah, it was an incredibly unfortunate situation. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Mark... We lost contact with Mark yeah. pretty much. He ghosted. We we had a gig in Texas, I think it was, and he no, excuse me. We we were in Austin. I think we had a layover in Dallas. He got off the flight in Dallas, right, to like go in the airport. Mm-hmm. And then we just lost track of him. Mm-hmm. And then literally never heard from him again. So weird. So random. Like texted him facebooked him like he just straight disappeared (laughs) and then it wasn't until you know four or five years later that we had got word so jason Mm -hmm. had got word from somebody related Mm -hmm. to mark like hey mark passed wow um super sad but man it was so sad gone way too soon because man when mark was i have so many fond memories of mark (laughs) sampson Like I'm sure you have some some too that you can rifle <laughs> everybody off. Everybody on that on that sprinter, I had great time with everybody. I mean, Greg, Trevor, yep. everybody, they're freaking awesome. Greg's coming and staying at my place this weekend, actually. He was telling me that, yeah, man. That I'm made me so happy. Yeah. Um, I offered up my uh my cabin, and and uh, he says, ah, I think I'm gonna stay in Jess and Chris's brand new beautiful home with like, <laughs> wa- with, with Wi-Fi and hot water. I was like, what are you talking about, bro? We got VHS tapes of Nancy Drew. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's bringing his pizza maker, so we're going to make mm, up some pizzas. Uh, what a legend, man. Yep. That's uh, that's super cool. So, you're a pharmacist. Yes. You um, you make your living uh, dealing drugs. Indeed. It's been a, been a, a dream of mine since... <laughs> Since the first time I watched Johnny Depp in Blow. <laughs> um, was that like a, have you always been interested in no. chemistry or was this like a safe thing? No, it was a safe thing for yeah. sure. I actually always hated math and science. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm more you have to know math? Yeah. You got to do some calculations. Really? Yeah. And it, talk to me about that. Cause I mean, I, for school wise, you got to go all the way through calculus. But in pharmacy, we do math, like calculating, dosing on different things. So really? it's not super hard math. It's pretty easy math. And you get used to the same types of calculations. So it's pretty easy. But Well, easy math is pretty subjective is. to That's the mathematician. True. And Very I true. believe that the two gents sitting across <laughs> from you might find easy math is a little bit different yeah, than definitely. you. Perhaps. I'm good at fast math. He's yeah. pretty good at adding stuff in his head. I would be so. Well, Julian, what's 1,247 <laughs> times 14? Oh, come on. Times? Man. <laughs> Is it plus uh, or better? Uh, He's working know. it out, bro. That's Give ridiculous. him a second. 16, I need a calculator for like double digit ad- addition. 800 and maybe, I don't know. 16,000. That's way faster than yeah. I would have. I always would have blacked out. 
and mm-hmm. fell out of my seat me if too. somebody I asked mean, me math. Somebody's going to like do that on their phone while they're listening to this and be like, no, dude, it's definitely like 38,000. He's not even close. Alan's all impressed. I mean, as long as you just say an answer with conviction, people are like, oh, yeah, dude, that's what Alan does all the time. He just says the shit. He just says it with conviction. You're like, oh, yeah, it sounds like that's what I That's what I do. I'm that's like, dude, I... you're not telling the truth. He's like, what? I'm a pastor's <laughs> kid, bro. <laughs> that's all you need. Um, that's awesome. Wow. Yeah, really no, need... pharmacy was never a thing. Like, a lot of people in Chihuahua go into pharmacy for some reason, but I never thought I was going to. Um, I actually was really into English. I really love writing, and I oh, love English. You're a great writer. You're a great writer. You. Yeah, you're a blogger. What's yeah. it, to Tell everybody your blog. Oh, yeah. my I, I started a travel blog. First, it actually was just to retell the story of Mike's passing from, mm-hmm. like, a post-death perspective yeah because i was afraid to talk too frankly while he was still alive because i used to write while he was alive but it was you can't be pessimistic when Mm. somebody's still alive um so post death i was able to be Mm. more like this lee sucked like (laughs) this is what was going on um so i did that and then once i kind of came to the end of the story i was like what do i do with this website that i've like created so and amassed like a good amount of people who, yeah, who, who yeah. read it and follow it. Um, so I had called it when I first decided on the name for it. I called it myfeetwillleadme.com. And the, kind of just the, I guess, idea that you put one foot in front of the other and it'll eventually, you'll come out on the other side somehow yeah, better. Yeah, of course. Um, but also because when I started traveling, every time I traveled, something bizarre with my feet happened. It was weird. So I would either oh, get like stress fractures or like... I got like a f- um, foot rash from like a nail salon in Hawaii. Um, like my foot swelled up in Africa, like in Tanzania from a bug bite. And I had to like prop my foot up in the back of the safari vehicle for like eight hours and get antibiotics. It was just weird things with my feet, which have never happened to me before. Um, <laughs> <laughs> super random. So yeah. So anyways, I started the blog as like the cancer story. And then I, decided just to transition it to travel blogging and I was like why not make this into kind of a second job hobby um so yeah so I just started writing travel itineraries travel recommendations um posting lots of pictures got really into photography and um started doing Instagram and um yeah so photography and Instagram and blogging kind of became like my second side hustle and it's a passion for you, it's for sure. It's totally a passion. Yeah, yeah you take, it was you take amazing mm-hmm. before you got absolutely. Into yeah, I've always loved traveling. I mean, when I was in my dorm, I had like, um, like from the travel agents, like brochures, like plastered over, plastered all over my walls from like Bora Bora and all the places I wanted to go in my life. And you've been checking them off. Yeah. So, yeah, I've definitely always been obsessed with travel. I just didn't really get to do as much of it until the last few years as I wanted to. So. Yeah, so my feet will lead me as my blog, um, and then my uh, travel Instagram is just Jessica underscore Traveler, and so that's where I post pictures from actually traveling. But we should thank uh, your dude Chris. I know for Chris all the is so good. He He's so you. awesome. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So he. Yeah. So I Instagram I husband fell in love with Chris like a year after my husband passed away. We had mutual friends like didn't really know each other, never really saw each other. Um, we had mutual friends and we kind of just met and kind of hung out a little bit and started chatting. And, um, he's older than me. So our like paths hadn't really crossed cause we just had different circles, but mutual friends. And mm. 
so yeah, once we started hanging out, we just kind of were like, well, this is awesome. Like we're really drawn to each other and had both kind of, he had come out of a relationship and I of course had my situation we were both kind of like, we're both kind of like a little effed up, but <laughs> let's just yeah. go for go for this, yeah. I guess. And it's been so amazing. Like Chris had never traveled to any orbit like Canada when we first met and now he's been to like 30 oh, countries wow. and yeah. God, 30? Yeah, I counted wow. them the other day, 36 for me, which actually is not, there's like 198 countries. It's like, feels like I'm just a drop in the bucket, but. We're also young, so. Yeah, we hopefully, hopefully lots more, but. I can't believe you've, it felt, when we were living in Chewila, it felt mm-hmm. like, because I obviously travel for work, yeah. travel like a freak. Yep. And I always felt like, you just. Jess is traveling just as much as I am. Yeah. I was like, how did, how, what, what is happening here? Um, I remember we bumped into each other at uh, Portland airport oh, yeah. and like you and Chris <laughs> got off, like you were walking down the aisle. And I spotted you. I was coming out of the gate and you guys look like fucking zombies. Oh, dude. totally. You're just, oh my God. And I came up, I forget what I did, but I scared the hell out of yeah, you. Yeah, you did. And, um, where's the coolest place you've been you reckon um every time anybody asks me that i always say italy yeah italy will for forever be my favorite country it is the best of everything food wine coffee where scenery every part of it wow. they got good water parks there i don't know <laughs> <laughs> okay maybe not every part of it but like tuscany i like a good wave pool steve <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like no. to swim in other people's germs. Yeah. Um, no. Wow, Italy's Italy Italy's seems amazing. The best. I, if if I could, I, I'd love to uh, rewind a little yes. bit, just because I'm super fascinated by both of you guys coming from this little tiny town called yeah. Chuila, and the people that come out of it who like do these amazing things. Oh. Um, and and there's only two of us. <laughs> Everybody else. <laughs> come on man don't don't I'm look just, at paul yeah paul's pretty cool. no there's so Insane. many oh, rad people yeah. that come Hazen. out of chuila everybody's cool from chuila yeah there's yeah, good we've people like five, we've had like a quarter of our guests Hazen's on this podcast rad. from chuila yeah. he's just stayed the night at our house the other night too yeah, yeah he's, he's good people man <laughs> yeah he's good people he hits you up and he's just like yeah. wild boy dude he's wild i call him i call him wild boy yeah he is a wild boy this was my favorite podcast i was like jaw dropped the entire time like you sent him to us so thanks Oh, he's so thanks awesome. for referring yeah, him over. Yeah, no problem. Um, anyways, I, I'm 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 just fascinated. I've I've obviously gotten Alan's story from just getting to know him for so mm-hmm. long. But um, how did you how did you wind up being the type of person you are? Like, you, how did you wind up going into pharmacy school when you wanted to write? Where did you come from? Yeah. What, like, what were your parents like? You seem like you're just a really level-headed human, especially after going through the trauma that you faced mm-hmm. and uh, coming out on it really positively. Um, I am pretty level-headed. Yeah, where where does that where do you get that from? It must be your parents. It's my mom. It's yeah. not my dad. It's my mom. Okay. My, my dad's pretty like I, I don't know. I get some stuff from my dad, like the constant like reaching a point and then wanting to achieve something else and mm. like getting somewhere and feeling like it's not enough. Mm. Wanting the grass is greener. The grass is greener on the other side. I get that from my dad. So I'm constantly like I just built a brand new house. Now all I want to do is sell it and live in a van. Shut up. I'm totally serious. Oh, I am so yes. messed up. 
So, so oh, Jess, stuff. your house is so cool, dude. It's nice. So but cool. Can I buy it? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for like real cheap? No. Because <laughs> I still owe way too much on it. <laughs> Bro, me and Jules, we'll go have some. <laughs> Jules has been storing away some nuts over the winter time. I'm rich. <laughs> Homie's I don't been, know if you guys know this about me, but Homie's I been eating am rich. He's been eating straight Ladies. bib lettuce from Costco. <laughs> yeah. He's been saving his pens. Yep, trying to get that two pack. Um, wow, I can't believe your your house is amazing. It is lovely. You, I know. I really do love it. I will but, try and figure a way to do both. But, but you say you just get that from that that side. I get from that your dad. from my dad. I get my level like emotional stability from my mom. Mm. She's like the strongest. Like been sh- been through so much and she's just like this rock of mm-hmm. like stability and awesome like my mom is like this indiana female indiana jones like trapped in like a house or like a soccer mom like life kind of like Interesting. so i was a, an only child my parents kind of are like this untraditional hippies who they met in japan because they were my dad was in the military and my grandpa was in the military but they were like both from north dakota and they're like hit me up when you get back to north dakota so they met in north dakota and then like moved to bellingham and lived in like a bus and a chicken coop and built their first house together wait hold on yeah. back up was the bus in the chicken coop no <laughs> two, separate two separate homes two separate okay. homes yeah <laughs> and then they're like we need to get out of the city bellingham it's like bellingham was the city yeah so they yeah, like okay. drove to eastern washington found this little hippie commune of onion creek oh god they were up in onion creek oh, for yeah. a minute were you born in onion no creek? i was born in kettle falls oh, okay so they built a house in kettle falls i was born at home they traded my midwife services for a stained glass window that my dad made the services to yeah have so he was born. like here's uh, a stained glass window come and birth my child i could have swore cool. you were gonna say placenta <laughs> <laughs> no um yeah so i was born at home in kettle falls and then they our house burnt down intentionally or not i won't comment on but my dad kind of just did my dad had some hell angels like coming <laughs> after him it's a weird what? story he sold dive our house in, dive in. it's so he sold our house to the hell's angels and then we built another to, house to the like the the, the the San Diego president or something. Oh. I don't know. Knowingly? Yeah. And they were like our neighbors. And so there was like some bad blood over some money or something. And they were like coming after him. Oh, no. Jeez. And he couldn't sell our house. So our house may have burnt down. And you were and you were alive at this point? I was, yes. Yeah, I was like five. And so we left Kettle Falls to get away from them. This is just what I've learned as an adult. I didn't mm. know that my house burnt down like possibly intentionally oh you you kind of always thought it i was thought a, it was just this accident. tragedy yeah, that yeah, happened yeah. to me <laughs> when i was like five years old my whole life i thought it was this tragedy now you're picking up the pieces as <laughs> yes. um, okay so there yeah there must have been like a candle left going or something i don't really know but who's to say yeah who's to say but um then we had already bought this property up here by chuila so like way out past browns lake and waits lake there's this 120 acres out in the middle of nowhere, like two and a half miles away from power neighbors. So that's where our property was. And so we lived in like a camper there for a little bit. And then my dad just still started building our house. We had an outhouse and I just kind of lived in this construction zone of a house all my childhood. And it like started as this little cabin and it just became this like gigantuous, like massive, almost like mansion, but it was like this, artistic weird 
conglomeration of pieces all put together. There's like a bomb shelter, like a greenhouse with a wood fire hot tub and just oh. all these weird like spiral staircases and cool. wood fire hot tub is another good excuse for an accidental burn <laughs> yeah <out>. right <laughs> yeah so ironically I, <laughs> I fell asleep in the tub yeah <laughs> <laughs> so like karma came back and we sold the property to somebody else and they burnt the house down for insurance money whoa which hold up dude yeah <laughs> so you're telling me if you all of a sudden get a van and your yeah, new yeah, house, house just burns happens down. to yeah. burn down. It's not going to happen. Yeah. I can do that. Well, we'll maybe edit that. We'll edit that <laughs> section out of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Seriously. So, so uh, talk to me about the van thing. Yeah. Because um, that's a trend that's kind of happening. It's a big trend. Yeah. Quite a bit. It's the pandemic. It's like what we, doing all, of our, all us travelers want to do if we can't travel international is we want to just get in a van and like go to national parks and well let me tell you about a friend of yours who has a van (laughs) that you can borrow whenever you'd like okay i even have a little platform bed platform up there yeah okay i do feel like it's a little bit too ghetto though for your fancy (laughs) self your your pharmaceutics (laughs) aren't (laughs) she needs some I nice could check piece. it out a little bit, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was pretty nice when, when we went on a tour Wait, one here's time. a scoop. Here's a scoop. I'll let you deck out my van mm-hmm. any way you like. Okay. Uh, and and then I get to keep it. Then you get to keep it. Okay. Is that fair? I'll think about that. Steve, what's the ruling on that fairness? <laughs> totally fair. Totally fair. <laughs> How many miles are on that thing? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? How does it run? 866,000? How many miles do you think are on it? Uh, it's a diesel, right? Mm-hmm. 300? 230. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's got some life in it. It's left. got some life in it. <laughs> Bought it when it had 99,000 miles nice. on it. And we put, I mean, that thing, that, we call her Charlene. <laughs> uh, she's, she, I painted her like an ice cream sandwich a few nice. years back. And, um, She's the most trustworthy vehicle I've ever really? owned in my like I have so much love for that vehicle. I've never had th- that much love for an inanimate object before nice. in my life. <laughs> but whenever anybody gets in that car, I can just se- I can there's just just like cuz there's been leaks, you know, and there's yeah. mold all over the stuff <laughs> and like the, the the flooring's coming up. Yeah, the door doesn't there's open. Rust, the shit. door doesn't open. Like it's a no. shit rig. <laughs> you know. But, uh, but man, I love her. Yeah. I love her. So anyways, if you want to borrow okay. it and drive to Nelson, okay. BC. I'll probably break down if I get too far. Yeah. No, she's trustworthy. Once okay. you get the thing going, <laughs> it's actually, you got to look out for when the car has been sitting for more than a couple of days. That's when you, that's when you run into trouble. Gotcha. Charlene, Charlene doesn't wake up as quick as you'd like her okay. to, but man, once you got that thing going, it ain't stopping. <laughs> She reminds you, me of me. That's right. That's one yeah. Steve. Steve yeah. takes some time to get going in the morning, especially <laughs> after a windstorm. But once he's going, dude, you can't stop this locomotion, baby. Have you done any um, domestic travel, Jess? This summer Outside we did. Of, like, yeah. Like this Alan. summer was kind of what made me like want a van. It, yeah. We just road tripped. So yeah. Yeah. We went all over um, like Oregon, Idaho, mm-hmm. uh, went down to Yosemite, Tahoe. We literally fell in love with Tahoe. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Oh, oh yeah. Tahoe's my God. rad. Oh, God. So it nice. It's rad. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, this is so much fun. We just put a bed in the back of my car yeah, and slept in the car and just pulled up to lakes and different places and just mm-hmm. slept. And 
Yeah, you ever been to awesome. Gla- you ever been to Glacier? Yeah, I Jess? love Glacier. It's so Where rad. is that? That's close by. Montana. Right? It's only like four and a half hours away. Wow. You gotta Let's go. go. Three it's if so you're in rad. my van. Yeah. Do you want to come? <laughs> yeah, I'll come to Glacier. Sweet. We got to set up so a camping. Rad. We all live too close to. I, mean, I say we. I don't. I live in New York City. But <laughs> Dude, I pretty much live. Okay, in there's this so thing sweet. happening with Julian. I know. <laughs> He's like, I still live in New York City. I do. I still go there. I have a backpack. Are you paying rent there? Yeah, he is still paying rent I have, there. Like literally, I have a stack this high of mail just sitting on my desk. Right uh, now uh, up. I just have a. I have my life is there. I have a few house plans <laughs> in New York City, and uh, you should just move over. Yeah, Am I, I right? Keep hearing it from everybody I've here been trying. I've been chirping in his ear. I'm like, bro, there's some cheap real estate over yeah, here. Yeah, right. You get. I was I looking. I got a house at, for sale. Yeah, I might buy it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thinking about it. My <clears throat> house is cool. I've never been inside. So, 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 Jess, I I like to. Maybe pick your brain a little bit about like the optimal life. <laughs> <For y- laughs> hold on, hold on. I'm thinking, dude. Molly. <laughs> <laughs> just all the time, just like a, some Molly drip. Yeah, let's just get um, high as shit. Uh, what, like, what? Because you, you I, I think knowing you as well as I do. Um, you you love to travel. You love to blog. You love to write. You love to experience new things. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's this. It's so funny because there's this like I, you know I follow you on the gram gram. I'm yes, like your life looks so epic <laughs> on the gram gram, and it's not that like it's not epic, uh-huh. right? But like I. But uh, the other day I called you and I'm like we. <laughs> <laughs> We had I'm a, like, Al, I'm working. <laughs> I, I know. You're like, you're working. You're like, we've gone by your work and yeah. you're like in a lab coat oh. and you're like, so fish. Yeah. Um, is your optimum situation a little like foot in both of those doors? Totally. Yeah. yeah. Cool. But, but, but it seems like you try to be pretty transparent with all that oh, stuff yeah, as well. No, sure. I'm not saying you don't hide it. Yeah. No, I, I complain and bitch about it on Instagram all the time, <laughs> but yeah, it's for sure like I am trying to find the balance and it's always a battle because mm. I definitely I'm at a point where I'm like and I don't want to be ungrateful because so many people don't have a job, don't have the ability to travel. I mean, I'm I'm financially secure at the moment, not mm-hmm. wood. Um, so I don't want to be ungrateful. I'm totally ungrateful, but right now, the last few years, I've just been feeling this overwhelming desperation for more freedom in my life. I just feel trapped by my job and a house payment. And I know I just built a new house and it's so stupid. It's counter tr- counterintuitive to like what I want for myself, which is to live in a van down by the river. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it because you've, uh, is it because you've tasted that a little bit? Yeah, and you I think know, so. Like what's ca- I think what you're so. capable of doing? Yeah, because I feel so like guilty saying that because so many like billions of women throughout history have had zero freedom right. and it's like here i am living this totally rad life and i should be completely grateful but i just feel this like inner pull to to at least know that i did a couple things that i wanted to do in my life which are live in a van and live in europe and i just want to like be there for a year and just have the not a travel, not like a vacation mentality. I just want to wake up and like work on my computer and, you know, do things at home in my little apartment in Lisbon, Portugal or something and, and feel like I'm a part of that city for mm. a couple months or something. Yeah. I just want to live there 
and get a better taste of culture and sure and move around a little bit from city to city and spend some time in each of these places more than a couple right. weeks. Yeah, so. and co co sorry, Alan, correct me if, if I'm wrong, but the, uh, the occupation of being a pharmacist mm -hmm. probably you feel trapped because it's totally. a great gig. Yeah, and it, you don't necessarily mm -hmm. seem like you have to work too much. Right, I don't. Yeah, and you probably get paid well. And, yeah, and it's, just, it's 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 yeah. Push, I work four days a week. Problem. Like 32 hours a week, um, and that's like my max. I don't ever want to go more than that. How does it work with uh, pharmacists? Mm -hmm. um, if you take a year off, is it like a professional athlete where like trying to get back in the league after you're like, oh, I'm just going to sit it out? Because aren't drugs and like the chemistry of yeah. pharmaceuticals constantly changing? Are you having to learn yeah, always? That's definitely part of my concern. Yeah. Yes, for sure. And it's such a competitive field now. There's so many pharmacy schools pumping out pharmacy students. Mm. And especially in Spokane, we have a pharmacy school right here with the WSU Spokane campus. Yeah. There's tons of pharmacists competing for jobs and they're, picked up just instantly everybody's competing for these jobs so yeah if i walked away from mine for a year i would be very concerned that i wouldn't be able to come back and find one wow so, so if you do you kind of want to you want to do it right you, you want to walk away from it and or or is that yeah and an i'm also kind of looking into remote pharmacy work there are occasional remote pharmacy jobs where you do things on your computer and and work remotely so that would be like my ultimate still get paid a pharmacist's salary might be less than what I make now. Mm -hmm. That's fine. But be able to do it from home or wherever yeah. I go. But the ultimate goal would probably just be to have your blog kind awesome. of do the thing for yeah, you. And, for sure. And help you travel. Yeah. Cause, Cause you I can, love like, as a blogger, that. you can like go across the country and mm -hmm. if you have the following, then you can be like, Hey, like, I am Jess Carpenter and I have <laughs> this Instagram page and like I'll post about your thing and like can I stay so, here? Yeah. I wanted to actually ping, ping you about that yeah. Jess because I'm I'm super curious about your experience with that. Yeah. Is that a reality or yeah. is that just our perceived reality? You mean like working with brands and things like, like that? I'm a I'm a uh, influencer mm -hmm. <laughs> not me personally yeah but like there are people who uh i th i would imagine that it happens more frequently with females totally because well i don't know why but they just seemingly probably when I think ratio wise yeah there probably are more uh but is that a th is that a viable option this like I'm gonna travel constantly and and blog yeah. and just like post about my it, I mean I don't know for products? me that it's necessarily a viable option but yes I have plenty of friends who really yeah and make like friends is like, a relative term these days but yeah like legitimate income mm -hmm. oh absolutely wow yeah, yeah for sure Man, um, and blogging it. itself is pretty can be really lucrative just from affiliate marketing so when people book a hotel um off of like a recommendation they click a link and there's a cookies that lasts for however long right same with like amazon affiliates and a little stuff. paper trail that yeah. shows where it came and from. so i that's where i get most of like my blog income is from affiliate income with like booking.com so gotcha i recommend awesome hotels that i love and people book it or book something else and then i get a little trickle of money from that so it's great. Yeah, it's really awesome. Wicked. I wish somebody would invent a way to 
I have to click okay. I get it. The cookies are following <laughs> me on every fucking website. Yeah, like two years ago, there was a new European law that passed, and that's why it's all we all have the cookies acknowledgement now. Big thanks yeah. to Europe. Yeah, it's annoying. I don't no. even know what cookies are. <laughs> it's like, it's like data collection. Like they collect all your data from your use the user information of who clicks on their websites. Uh, it's like a. It's essentially like a paper trail yeah. of like how you got cookies? here. Kikis because Hansel and Gretel, dude, they were <laughs> breadcrumbs. Leaving them kikis. Yeah, they're breadcrumbs. Yeah. They aren't cookies. They could have well, been called yeah. breadcrumbs. Favorite cookie, go, Jess, because you are a sweet aholic, uh, dude. You are, you are the <laughs> skinniest foot. human. Sugarfoot. Sugarfoot's what Paul and Sarah call me. You're oh, oh sugarfoot. Yeah, it's a really great I'm name for you. Because they say I'm gonna lose my feet to diabetes. <laughs> oh God. My she cousin's a surgeon and bonkers. he deals with that daily. Yeah, it's bad. No, um, homemade like, um like molasses cookies or peanut butter cookies oh yeah. Paul's do you make peanut a good cookies. one yeah, i make pretty good cookies yeah my uh sugar cookies with frosting my mom makes a good Ooh. cook yeah she makes a good cookie cookies but these are the best oh they're so nice God, they're good. i make a good apple pie that's my forte that's what you go for yeah. when are we gonna hang out and have you cook us one i'll make an apple pie anytime come on up. let's do it this week and greg will be up Oh, Greg makes a damn good Greg cookie. Greg makes everything good. He's a, an incredible cook, but uh, old Gregor boy, I remember, <laughs> have so many fond <laughs> memories of like coming out of some festival tent, mm -hmm. just taking an er like morning dump, <laughs> which morning dump for me when I'm on the road is like 1230. Uh -huh. oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And I see this like extension cord coming from some like some backup generator behind <laughs> our artist tent mm -hmm. and i follow the the extension cord it's it's going directly to the butt what is this why do we have an extension cord going this extension cord goes 300 yards i'm exaggerating uh up the <laughs> all the way back to our bus so that greg he's in no shirt hairy as fuck <laughs> making cookies like chocolate chip cookies to give out to all the other bands at the festival. Aww, okay. that's so, so sweet. adorable. Wearing like American flag spandex and making cookies. <laughs> Shout out to old Greggy Earls, man. He's the Greggy best. Greggy Earls. Love that guy. My best memory of him is um, at Family Field Trip last, not this last year, but the year before, where you guys all did Waterfall, TLC Waterfall. Yep. Oh, so uh, good. And he was he in that eagle costume. So well. Yeah, he did the rap the so good. Yeah, he was oh. one of my favorite Greg Ehrlich memories is at that same Stone Family field trip. I come around the corner and Greg and Dan Spaulding are trying to learn the horn part for <laughs> waterfalls. But Greg has a melodica. Do you know what this is? It's uh -uh. like, it's a thing that Mark Sampson always had. You blow into it and oh. it has a keyboard. Oh, yeah. It's like the most annoying instrument of all time. <laughs> um, I don't think they ever figured it out because huh. I, I didn't think it made an appearance, but. That was a good year, despite the snow in September. Yeah, yeah, it was a good yeah. shout out to Stone Family Field Trip. Heck it's gonna yeah. be Speaking gonna be up and running next year yes. for sure, dude. The best. Once these vaccines get distributed, I'm getting mine tomorrow. Actually, you are. I'm scheduled for it. Yeah, just because you're in the in the biz. Yep. What do you think of it? Give us your give us your I'm pharmacy. I'm excited about it. I mean, I'm I'm apprehensive just at, you know on a personal level because. I mean, I just don't want to feel like crap afterwards, and sure. I know. Which one are you getting? There's the a few, Pfizer. You're getting the Pfizer yeah, one. What's the, the one the clinic has? So. Isn't there? There's one that like I keep hearing is a little bit like oh, I don't know. It's it's not the Pfizer one. It's the Moderna. Moderna. I was going for Moderna because I have stock in Moderna, but I'll take Pfizer. I doubt your specific like <laughs> singular 
<laughs> Lex seems yeah, really going to do much for that stock, stock yeah. bro. She's just hoping it was going to do well, though. Um, <laughs> what, what is it, it going to allow you to do? Well, nothing until I get the second one, and right. then which is what who two knows? weeks away? Uh, three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah, but and then there's still no. Nothing. There's still no. We have a couple. We have a couple. Yeah. We have one specific. No, I will not name him. Uh, friend who's got both hits of the oh, old cool. vaccine, and we he, can name him for sure. No, 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 no. We will not name him, but he is just <laughs> slinging the bone, daddy. He's oh, like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, it's it's it's. <laughs> Just yeah. out. I am mingling with all of my. Vi- they got their own little like vaccine pool of people that are. Oh like, yeah, it's like a status symbol. You're like. I, well, I mean, like they're just like I can't get sick, yeah. so let's go and date. <laughs> nice. He's been yeah. he's I been a how, serial how dater. Yeah. That there actually is though. Uh, yeah, I mean, ninety five percent sounds pretty damn good to me. Yeah. I'm excited about it. I'm. Yeah, cool. Totally optimistic. Um, I mean, I hope I don't feel like crap, but you know. Most people feel a little sore and kind of maybe a little sure. out of it for a day or so, but I'm excited about it. I don't think there's necessarily going to be anything that I can do because of it. You know, I'm still right. going to absor- observe masks and social distancing because that's interesting. You know, that's a, I mean, I haven't even thought know. about that. Like yeah. once you get the vaccine, yeah. you're only wearing a mask for, for everybody optics. else to look. Yeah. You're just doing it for like, which is looking. in reality, like so stupid, right? Oh, well. I wonder, oh, maybe you should wear, maybe there should be a new symbol for like, I've had a vaccine, which is like you wear the mask on your forehead or something, or like around your neck. Around your neck, then you just look like everybody else. Yeah. Especially in these parts of the world. Yeah. Look like everybody at Walmart. It's like, if your nose is coming, I saw this really (laughs) awesome meme the other day. Uh, It was like a drawn, you know, far side gallery Mm -hmm. picture. And it said... um, wearing your mask like this and it had a mask you know down here yeah. the nose was coming out uh is like wearing your pants like this and there's somebody's pants and their wiener <laughs> coming out saw that too. <laughs> 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 so good. <laughs> which i've never worn my pants like that but that was the first time i was like i might yeah <laughs> so let's awesome. try it out dude let's try it out see I'm what's right going now, on can't see you. Oh, um so you want to live in a van down by the river yeah. which van would mind. you like okay because i am a van connoisseur um yeah i'm so this is like kind of embarrassing but before we came here chris and i went to both the mercedes dealership and the ford dealership and like drove around the lot and we're like looking at all the i made him you guys have already had like a 15 hour day because you've been up since yeah yeah (laughs) and i want to i want to know about because chris seems chris strikes me as one of the most patient oh my god individuals of all time so patient like i i can get rowdy (laughs) and um I've gotten pretty rowdy around Chris. Chris is just good to go. With He's just whatever. good to go. He's good dude. to go. Well, that's He's good. That you found He's a partner lived through like a that. lot of like yeah. things, you know. He's just like good to go. Yeah. This all is pretty mild, I think. So, you know? where's your heart? On which van are you set? Are you going cargo version or yeah, are you going cargo? I don't want windows. I wanna, no windows. I want to choose my own windows, make little ones. You're gonna cut small. your own windows mm-hmm. out. Wow. I mean, let's be clear. I'm not going to do anything. You're not going to. Chris is going to do it. <laughs> no, Chris isn't going to do anything either. I'm going to hire somebody who knows what they're doing. Oh. Yeah. Um, I got my my sights set on what's a the di- what's, couple what, people. What's, what are the differences between a cargo and what? The what passenger has like windows all the way down. So that would be like a casita? Like- no, it's the same van. It's just got a shit ton of windows. A casita? 
of, of your a, 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 I don't understand like what so like Alan's van right <laughs> no I just like I'm just trying to think about so like, like what take Alan's van and his van if it's a uh-huh. cargo version doesn't have the windows on the side you know like a FedEx van oh, yeah like a FedEx okay, cargo cool. yeah yeah so yeah, I, I just I've don't just want all those windows because, like, if you're out. trying to sleep and be kind of like stealth and not have people looking in your van, uh-huh. I don't want windows. I want to be I able see. to like close them with a little curtain. Did you or Did you look into Zach Clark's yeah. van? Uh-huh. Oh yeah, there. I was so wondering he, about that. He yeah. had a cargo. What kind of ha- kind of van does he have? So he's he got a. Mercedes. I think it's a Dodge. Is it a Mercedes? Mm-hmm. I think it's a Mercedes twenty five hundred. Okay. So it's uh, it's the shorter cab. Yeah. Okay. But um. I would get the extended. It's, it's pretty small in there. Yeah, I want the extended. I would go. I would go extendy version. Not the super extended, but I want the middle size. Where yeah. are you going first? Oh God, I don't know. If it's summer, we'd probably head straight to Tahoe. So wait. So this that? is like a le- legitimate thing that's in the works now. I mean, I mean, I got to come up with like a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. You're like I'm banking on that <laughs> stimulus check. Yeah. You make on too that much Moderna money, bitch. Stock. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't getting no stimulus. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not getting a stimulus, unfortunately. No, all my but. buddies were like, "Yes, dude, I just got like 1,200 bucks." <laughs> I, I was waiting. I was checking all my accounts. Never got it. <laughs> nope. Whoops. You know what that means? I didn't register. Oh, I thought you were going to say because you made too much money. That's what I was hoping you would think I would <laughs> yeah, say. Yeah. But it is, there's no way that's possible. Oh, okay. Um, this, is, this jacket's hand-me-down. Um, <laughs> I bought it for him. So, uh, um, as a pharmacy tech, but also, not a pharmacy tech, a, a pharmacist. Just don't get it twisted, Alan. Don't, don't get it twisted. <laughs> Why don't Checks they hold awesome. on? Let this back up though, because yeah. I just thought of this. Why don't they call pharmacy techs pharmacy assists? Because there's also a pharmacy assistant. There's Shut all up. Three. Yeah. So what, they should just call them pharmacists. But I'm the pharmacist. You should just be the farm. You <laughs> <laughs> should be the pharmacist. pharmacist. Yeah, I like Steve that. gets it. I hear him chuckling <laughs> over there. Um, w- Western, you're you. You are a knowledgeable human. Uh, you, what's that? You are a well-traveled um, individual who has seen uh, health in many different countries, seen how people treat health in many mm-hmm. different countries. Mm-hmm. And you are a pharmacist in America. Mm-hmm. And you're a pharmacist in a portion of America that would probably be described as impoverished, mm-hmm. which impoverished in America sure. is nothing compared to yeah. Africa. Rural community. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's your opinion on Western medicine? What's <sighs> your, do you, like, where do you land? Do you, oh, I'm do so you, frustrated. Yeah. I'm so annoyed by it. Yeah. I just want, I just want to be, um, yeah, socialized medicine, like, Europe and so many other places in the world. I mean, it doesn't help that our price of everything is like completely arbitrarily set like a hundred times higher mm-hmm. than anywhere else. It makes zero sense. At right. All. Um, so if we had normal prices where paying out of pocket for things was feasible, that would be great, but we don't, it's insanely expensive to get an aspirin and, you know, like a ambulance. It's like a, couple hundred dollars or something yeah it's just ridiculous so gold gold studded aspirin yeah. in those ambulance yeah. i i think i was more more so specifically speaking on 
the treatment of ale mm-hmm. of illnesses mm-hmm. in uh, Western medicine because we we seemed from my perspective mm-hmm. now uh, it's very limited yeah. in literally everything, but it almost feels like we're treating the symptom oh, instead yeah, totally. of prevention yeah. uh, taking taking preventions sure. to stop anything we love from pills happening. yeah absolutely. we just we're pill happy yeah for sure um but as someone who who makes their living off of that mm-hmm. like where do you land on that yeah. do, where does that perspective s- seem um, to lie i mean i think i a lot of western medicine i i think is great obviously i mean it works and it's great um there's probably some austern awesome chinese medicine and eastern medicine that we are underutilizing. Mm. acupuncture has shown to be mm-hmm. efficient and or effective um so there's definitely some things that we're not utilizing um like for example like chronic pain mm. is one of the biggest ones right we have such a chronic pain problem it's just insane and undoubtedly these people have chronic pain they have back injuries they've been in car accidents they have all these problems but there's no like i mean yeah surgery maybe is an option but there's just no other modalities that they're being encouraged to use or that insurance will cover for them to try yeah and it's just frustrating it's and it's weird because americans have like this chronic pain issue associated with like posture in like other countries, they like sit in different ways and hold themselves differently, mm. and they work in they work physically so hard for twelve hours a day the that they're pain. not necessarily experiencing the same chronic pain issues yeah. as we do. It's it's bizarre. Slouch so I would uh, yeah. phones all day long. Yeah, something I don't know. It's bizarre. I I I'd, obviously would be speaking out of my ass if I equated it to anything, but mm-hmm. um. Sugar in America yes. seems to be a gigantic totally issue. Totally guilty. Yes. And, yep. We all are. Yeah. It's in everything. It's everything. It's in literally. I do. I think it's everything. Chronic. It's the and culprit sh- of everything. It's sugar is an is naturally sings to, um, inf- no, inf- what's the inflammation? Inflammation yep. and seemingly what I'm hearing in the limited perspective that I'm hearing it is that inflammation is one of the leading totally. causes of most all chronic disease. hundred percent agree. Um, but I also think that, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know anybody who suffers from chronic pain. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I, I would be speaking out of turn if I reflected on it, but, um, I've always been curious about that with you, Jess. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if I've ever asked you because, uh, you not you're very well traveled you have a very open mind to mm-hmm. um to yeah. the natural paths way of solving yeah. pain or mm-hmm. s- symptoms coming that that are caused by specific right. pains or chronic illness um as a pharmacist are you ever in th- like you don't have the right ever to be like hey so you shouldn't be take like can you do you uh, where does that land yeah i can i mean if somebody has a reason why they shouldn't be taking something i would be um negligent to not speak up okay because i heard i was watching this netflix documentary recently Mm -hmm. um i forget what it was called but essentially this pharmacist in atlanta Mm -hmm. no excuse me in new orleans have you seen this documentary? No, I've heard of it, I think, though. This, 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 essentially, he f- was one of the 
first um, uh, signalers mm. of these pill farms mm. that were happening mm -hmm. in Florida. Okay. Essentially, like doctors were just prescribing yeah. uh, opiates mm -hmm. like they were Skittles. Um, and he had lost his son to an opioid addiction. Mm -hmm. uh, he was a pharmacist and he kept seeing these like people coming in yeah. with prescriptions to opioids that were, he was like, I don't think you need this. Right. And he actually chased it down. Like he was the detective oh, yeah, in the case. And he, yeah. I mean, he wasn't the actual detective, right? Yeah, but he yeah. like went and found right. out where they were getting these from and like staked it out, I yeah. think. And, <laughs> um, but the impression that I got from the documentary was that he like completely overstepped his, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. his what's yeah. the thing you take oath like like yeah Hippocratic or, oath is that yeah, the right term I think we do yeah we do take one um yeah it, there's definitely like a not a very f straight line that defines where our boundaries is mm. and it's kind of it's we're we're kind of put in a tough position lately the last couple of years because um, corporate wants us to almost act as like this intermediary that um, regulates how much or how many or, mm. you know, if you're, if it's a just prescription for these opioids and, you know, it's like when you try to communicate with the doctor to kind of get some documentation as to why mm. they are very defensive and, uh. you know, and the patient gets mad at you and they're like, this isn't your business. Stay out of it. This yeah. is between me and your, my doctor. And they say that. And it's like, well, I mean, it is my business because I'm forced to do this, right. unfortunately. And so. Do you have the reasonable right to refuse? Yes. You do? Yep. Wow. We, do. Okay, we have actual not... documentation and our corporation will back us if we refuse something based on our own now, professional Now, as when you say corporation, mm -hmm. is that you work at a Walmart mm -hmm. pharmacy? Is that the corporation? Yep. yep. Gotcha. And they're very actually super supportive of that. So if we feel uncomfortable filling anything or doing anything, they're 100% backing us with that. Oh, so, well, that's cool. Yeah. I didn't realize that that was a possibility. Yeah. I Every time I've been to the pharmacy, which is very few and far between, mm -hmm. um, it's just been like, Hey, do you know what this is? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know what that is. You know, I th it's for my, I get a puffer when I'm on uh -huh. the road. Yeah. Cause uh, my lungs, I have like a slight allergy, yeah. I think, or a slight asthma. And he's like, you know what this is? Yeah, I think, so. yeah. Was, I, no, I don't know what it is, but I'm supposed <laughs> to take it kind of thing. Um, wow, man. That, uh, you must be presented with a lot of. Yeah, it's crazy. A lot of interesting yeah. scenarios with that. Yeah. But I really love my people. Like that's one of the best parts of my job is I, I genuinely like I've worked at this particular store for like, I don't know, eight years or something. And it's like I've grown to know probably like half to three quarters of my patients like really well. So uh. I know them all. They all know me. And it's we've formed a pretty cool like connection. And um, that would be something if I ever left my job, I would be pretty sad about because mm. i'd be like i wonder if whatever happened to so-and-so uh, <laughs> you know yeah. i wonder if they are still alive because <laughs> yeah. i really i care about my people they're pretty awesome and i love my coworkers. so is it uh is it weird to see your well, i'll call them patients mm -hmm. i don't know if that's the right to customers mm -hmm. outside of your work um yeah i see them sometimes just like at in the store or at another store or something and 
It's not like it's you go one out of those to want moments, like drinks no, with them. No, God, no. It's yeah. I've I've been invited, but yeah. no, I politely decline. But yeah, <laughs> but no, it's kind of just like an awkward like. Hey there. Right, that's weird. We yeah. had a our midwife who helped us deliver uh-huh. Rudy was a fucking legend. Uh-huh. Like just so rad, and Taz obviously connected with her. Yeah, because it's like the most important yeah. day of Taz's life was right. giving birth to her first child yeah and uh i remember taz coming away from him like i'd like to really love her i Aww. hope she wants to hang out with me and <laughs> and i was like in, i was like interested in how that was gonna go yeah yeah totally because uh, she's like one of her dozens of people yeah it's like one of five thousand right, babies right, that she's totally. delivered in the last four yeah. years who i'm guarantee all of those ladies were like oh my god she was <laughs> My mom delivered babies, right? And like yeah. my mom had so many friends uh-huh. who would just like say so many nice things about it. in the grocery stores. She'd be like, "Oh, you delivered my fourteenth child, <laughs> and you were so, you know." And I was like, "And and uh, mom was always always super kind yeah. about that." But uh, I yeah, I was interested in always. Yeah, I think they did actually end up hanging out. Cool. But um, that's a nice little bit of shit vote for you, Jess. Well, that's I'm, how I feel about welcome. Taz. I feel like the second I met Taz, I fell in love with her. And I yeah. was like, I want this woman to be in my life. She's like the coolest chick ever. And <laughs> she, I, I just love her so much. She's the coolest. So. She is rad. And she She's loves awesome. you very, very much. Um, I could marry that girl. She's awesome. Let's go for it, man. <laughs> first, first, there's always a first. We get a van. I already have a van. So you don't need to get a, you don't need to get a loan for that. Like from a male's perspective, if I was a male, I would fall in love with Taz instantly because she's just like, all that she's just rad sweet beautiful cool she's just everything yeah it was pretty instant for me as yeah. well but then <laughs> no she's the she's the best dude she's the boss she is. um jess thank you so much for like your consistency as a human and a friend to me um i have quite a few uh consistent friends but um none that i've known as long as i've known you and you've just always been there like you just well it helps when you give me free tickets once in a while too just don't just don't (laughs) i feel like (laughs) i don't do it like you as somebody who does the shows that i do i feel like free tickets to them is not that big of a come up (laughs) but (laughs) but you've 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 just you've always been there like you've just everything that i do you are supportive of i am i've always thought like i've known since you were however young when we were you know i was in college you were probably in high school i've just always known that you were one of the most talented like charismatic like people and i knew you were gonna be awesome and do great things in life so well that's that's a very very kind refre- reflection <laughs> um that interrupted my reflection of you <laughs> let me gloat a little bit about you and quit talking okay. about no okay. um, i just want to say thanks for that kindness and that friendship and that like that steadiness like we have so many friends around us mm-hmm. and it's funny whenever we're at parties when when there's just something between you and me mm-hmm. that's like a little bit deeper i feel like yeah. than not i have so many 
epic relationships with so many people totally. but i think it was maybe that time we spent together right after mike passed mm-hmm. and then also having such a relationship with you and mike prior yeah. to his passing that really connected me with you yeah. and i want to say thanks for that consistency mm-hmm. and thank you for being willing to share your experience and your life yeah. and uh and sharing it with the wonderful people no who problem. listen to this podcast. Thanks for introducing me to so many rad people. I've met so many cool people like Julian and Steve and Laura and everybody. I've met so many rad people through you. Well, um, they are they are better for knowing you. Oh, thanks. Truth. Thank you so much, Jess, for yeah, being on no the show. Problem. We love Thank you, you guys for having me. Thank right you. on. Be well. Oh, boo-boo, did you just make it to the end of the video? Yes, you did. Do you want to see more videos just like this one, huh? Do you? Well, then head over to patreon.com slash live at the lodge where you can support the how goods of this podcast as well as the entire Live at the Lodge family. Yep, yeah, you're going to get exclusive merch, personalized shout-out videos. Me and Jules, we're going to show up at your house and baptize your nephew, huh? Check it out, Patreon. Dot com slash live, live at the, at the lodge. lodge.